0: We are starting again on Daflamud Amur Aleph. Says the Gemara, Emat Matsli. This Tefillat Aderech. When is the proper time to say Tefillat Aderech? Says the Gemara, As soon as you start walking, that's the proper time to say it. And says the Gemara, Ad um, Kama which Rashi explains how for, how long is the time to pray. Rashi says, the Gemara says, Ad Parsa. Ad Kama Rabbi Ad Parsa. Up to a Parsa. Same rabbi says, you could say it only from the beginning of when you start going on the journey, until you get to one Parsa in, one certain measurement of length in. Others say, Ad Kama means... How far must you go in order to say Tfilat aderech? Machloket. Says the Gemara, Where do you pray it? Amar Ravchasta, Amara. Avchasta, Amar Meomed. You should stay at standing. Avchashat Amar Afilu Mahalech. Even if you're walking, you don't have to stop praying. Now, it happened one time that these two protagonists, Ravchista and Avchashat themselves, who are arguing about how you say Tfilat aderech, were once walking and taking a journey together have They were going along the road. Kam Chasta, stood up as the way he holds, and he started praying. Amale Rav told his his He said, "What's Rav Chasta doing?" I guess Rav Chasta was had stopped on the caravan, and Rav Sheshet was ahead of him. And he knew that there was some kind of delay. So Shish asked his servant, What's Rosh doing? Why is this why is the caravan stop? Amale Kamatli. He says he's prank. He's standing and praying. Amale Ukman Ukman Nami I'll also get up and pray. Why should I pray? Even though Ravshit is of the opinion that you're allowed to say even while you're walking, so why do Ravshish stop and pray? He's really allowed to continue walking and pray. But since his uh, since Rav Chasta had stopped to pray, he he called upon himself the Tov, Miyotov Altiera. Once you could be good, why should you be evil? Which means that if you're standing there anyway, what's the point of not praying standing up? Of course, standing praying standing is better than praying while you're moving. And even though I allow praying while you're moving, if I'm standing anyway, I might as well stand and pray. Which is a very interesting rule. Very often people take their opinions, and if they have a leniency, they'll take their leniency to the end. I hold it's okay to have not sale Okay, beautiful. Now, if you're in a place where the, everything's sale anyway, and you could get sale and it tastes just as good. So get sale what's wrong? Me yotov al why should, you be, why should you take the lesser path when it's just as easy to take the better path? And even though that's not your opinion always, like over here, it wasn't Rav Sheshit's opinion always, his general opinion was that you're allowed to say it while you're moving. But if he stopped anyway, then of course he should stop. Why should you make a, a big deal to dafka say it moving? It says, what difference is there between havinenu and the short prayer? We had mentioned before that there are some rabbis who say you're allowed to say havinenu, some every day, some at certain times. And then there's a tefillah which a person says in, um, in, if you're in a time of danger. What's the difference between saying havinenu and saying the tefillah at the time of danger? Welcome. Now, Tosfut points out that obviously the, the big difference is that one is said only when a person is in danger. And the other one is said almost every day. Obviously, that's an obvious difference between havinenu and the tefillah But Tosa says, we weren't asking that. The Gemara was asking, besides for the fact that you say one at this point and one at the other point, what is the difference in fact, in action, between when a person is saying this and when a person is saying that? Okay, let's get back to the Gemara. Ma'i ben havinenu tefillah Havinenu kamaito ve Havinenu, you need to pray the first three berachot before, and the three berachot after. Which means, in havinenu, when a person doesn't havinenu prayer, he must make sure that he says magen Avraham, and atakadosh, and he ends off the gimel batayta. He ends off with reze, modim, and sim shalom. And Havinenu is just the text of the middle berachot. Vechiimata lebate, and Havinenu. When you get to your house, lo bay lemehedah let Let's let's When you get when you Havinenu a tefillah, when you come home, you are done. You don't need to repray the Amida. But but when 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 we said you pray a short prayer, Kamaita, You do not have to when you say the when you say in a in a place of danger, you're not obligated to have uh to say the first three and last three You could just say the short prayer. Right? But but when you get to your house, you do have to repray pray. That is just said at the time Time of tefillah. So if you get to Netzah Hamah, okay. So you could say uh, you could say that tefillah ketzerah. Because you because you're in a time of danger, you can't pray. But when you get home and now there's no danger, you're not done. You still have to pray Hamidah. Havinenu is not like that. In Havinenu, once you Havinenu something, yes, you're saying the first three and the last three, but you're done, and that's your tefillah and you already prayed and you can't pray again or you don't have to pray again. Okay. V'hilchata? What's the halacha? Havinenu me'omed. Havinenu, you have to say when you're standing. Tefillah a short prayer. Ben me'omed, ben me'halech. You could say it whether you're walking or whether you're standing. Again, tefillah ketzera seems like is just a stopgap measure to make sure that you did something. But being that it's not going to cut you, and when you get home you're going to be chayav in your tefillah, so the rabbis say you're allowed to say it even while you're moving. You know, but what but, but he's supposed to be in one spot. <coughs> Says the Gemara. al We're quoting the Mishnah. We said if a guy was was on the donkey, he should technically b- b- best get off. we have a brighter. If he's riding on a donkey and the time of tefillah came, if he's got a guy to hold his donkey while he's while he's gonna pray. You're he head limmati. You should go down, v'it balel and pray, v'ihim lav. But if you don't have a guy to hold your donkey, yeshem b'mekumo, sit on your donkey, v'it balel. Rabbi Omer ben Kachuben, ben Kishav b'mekumo b'tzvila. Either way, it's better to sit and pray, according to Rabbi. Why? Lefi she'en da told me because you can't focus when a person is. uh when a person is walking, when a person is standing next to his donkey, it's very hard for to, him to, 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 to focus. Because Rashi explains, why can't you focus? Because since you know you're delaying yourself, it's hard to focus while you're delaying. Therefore, he says you could do it while you're sitting. Amarava v'itimav shuv ben Levi halacha the be? Halacha follows it to that you could say it while you're sitting, in order not to mess around with your kavana. Some say that that's a proof that a person on the airplane, if he has trouble focusing when he's standing, there's a lot of pray sitting uh, over there. In this case, in the Gemara, the guy is not able to focus because he's delaying on the road. But sometimes the person not not able to focus when he's standing because he thinks people are trying to get to the bathroom and he's standing in the way and he feels like he's in somebody's way. And therefore, they, he if he prays sitting, he'll be able to have more kavanah See me, that's clear. But if you're a type of guy who you don't mind standing, you can have stand up and make your own amida. then you could pray standing on a plane. Either way, it would work. Says the Gemara, Tanu banan Suma, a blind guy, or a guy who doesn't know, doesn't have a compass, and he can't see which direction anything is, he should focus his heart opposite his father and ha- Heaven. Shneemar, as it says in the pasuk, alecha <laughs> derech and you will pray. They'll pray to you through their land. Did I skip the wrong thing? No. Shneemur, mm-hmm. shneemar, wrong thing. Mm-hmm. It says, al Shem, You should pray to Hashem. Hayomer If a person is standing in chutz la'etz, he should focus his heart opposite Eretz Yisrael. Shneemar, let's say you're in Israel and you're in Haifa. What should you do? alashem, let's say you're in Jerusalem and you're in Ramot. Hey, Omer, bet mikdash. Let's say you're in the bet mikdash. You're in the wall, connected bet, kodesh kodeshim. Focus towards the bet kodesh kodeshim. Shneimad. Do lash. Elamak. Come Pray towards this place. Hey, Omer, bet kodesh kodeshim. If a person was standing in the kodesh kodeshim, uh, I guess you got to be the coin gadol for that, right? You should focus towards the kaporet, which is the cover of the Aaron. If you were standing behind the kaporet, there's more rules in case you end up being the Kohen Gadol. If you're behind the kaporet, imagine yourself as if you're before the kaporet. It comes out. And If a guy's in the Mizrah in the east if you're east of Israel, meaning if you're a Babylonian, you fake you face west Ma'arav if you're in the west of Israel, meaning if you're in America or Spain then you face east if you live in the South meaning you're a South African right then what do you do Which way do you pray pray to the north to Israel if you live in Russia. For another d'lam, you face You pray south. Nimsa, we comes out. Nimsa, Nimsa'u, call you some chavnim lebam the makom echad. All the Jews will be focusing their hearts in one spot. I'm going to be a bean. The be a bean says. Some say rabbiina says. Mykera, what's the pasuk that implies that all the Jews are going to pray in the same directions? It says, David Like the Tower of David is your neck, Banui built LeTel And what's Telpiot? Says, uh, says the Gemara. Tel, it's a hill. that all the mouths are turning towards it. So Yerushalayim is called Talpiot in the Mishir It's a hill with all the mouths are turned to. Similarly. Similarly, um, uh, uh, Bet HaMikdash is a hill that all mouths are turned to. There is was actually a neighborhood in Jerusalem now, which is called Talpiot. It's not in the Makom Mikdash, but it's a neighborhood that they named it Talpiot because it's one of the names of Jerusalem. It says the Gemara, de Shmuel, the father of Shmuel, Vilevi and Levi. When they wanted to go on the road, they would pray before they left. And when the time of Kriyat Shema came, they would read Kriyat So they would pray, these, these rabbis are praying their Amida prayer. And no, and when the time of Kiryat Shema comes, they're not praying again. They're just saying Kiryat Shema. Welcome, Mike. Right? They're only saying Kiryat Shema. So they, pray? they prayed first, and they're saying Kiryat Shema afterwards. It's a very interesting item what they're doing over here, these rabbis. Let me just get to the right place. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. They're just saying Kiryat Shema. They don't want to have to pray while they're, while they're traveling. So therefore... They say the Amidah first, and the Shema, they're going to pray later. Now, it's a at Rashi and Tosfor, if I'm not mistaken, what exactly they're talking about here. Some say that it was before Amud Shahad, and they're praying Amidah before Amud Shahad. Tosu doesn't like that, because he says you can't be say before Amud HaShahad. But He Tosfor understands they're talking about, it's not nets, but it's between Amud Shahad and nets. Okay? But these guys are praying first, then afterwards they're going to come, and we because they knew which direction to pray. Uh, you're, you're connecting it with the previous gemara. Uh, that, uh, we got two dots over here. This is a new gemara, and the gemara is t- telling you uh, w- when you're supposed to pray first. So it says when they were going to go on the road, they would pray Amidah first, and when Kriyat Shema came, they would read. It could be that you're what you're saying is true. It's interesting, but that's not what the gemara. Is. I don't. That's not how I learned the gemara. Kiha. Ki haitana, Kiman, who are they, go- oh, hold on, Kiman, who did they go, like ki haitana, like the following, Tana, the tana you will learn to nebraita, Hishkim That's la when you got up early to go on the road, mevi'in lo shofar, you bring him a shofar, veit and you can blow, I guess if it's Roshana, lulav, bring a lulav, mnanea, and you shake it, migila, bring a migila, v'korea, and you read it, when the time of Kedat Shema comes, I guess that means. Kore, you can read it. If you came to sit, you got up early to sit in a wagon or in a boat. You should pray. This is what you're saying. Over here, you don't know. Over there, you're not going to be able to stand up and pray. On a boat, you have to sit. So if you're able to stand, so you pray first. That's all according to Tanakama. Shimon Ben Omer. He says, either way, say kiriat shema and pray. Because you have to be somek, Because if you do the system that other rabbis are doing, you're going to end up saying amidah first, and then you're going to do shema. So you're not going to be Somech Gula le'tevila. Gula Gal Yisrael comes after Kiryat shema. And you're going to have prayed first, so you're not going to have La le'tevila connected. connected. So Dashbad disagrees, and he says that you should always say Shema and pray while you're traveling. Meaning that he's saying that you, sh- you shouldn't do anything first. Do it while you're sitting, it's fine. Why? Because <coughs> you want to be sumer keulah al What's the What's the argument? One says the main thing is to pray standing if you're going to pray while you're on the boat, so you, or while you're on the wagon, you have to sit. And therefore, since you're losing the fact that you're standing by praying, I'd rather you pray standing than be so ki'ula tevila. Umor sovar, m'smech ki'ula tevila adif. And the other one holds, no, you have to be someach ki'ula la tevila. Meremaru morzutra, have mechanfi be'asara, b'shabta. Meremar and morzutra, would pray together, get ten people together to pray on the umatzah on the Shabbat before the the holiday, and they would pray together. and then they would go to the class. It seems like before every holiday there was a big big class by the biggest rabbi of the time, and everyone would go to the thing. So now it seems like that the the, the class was given at a time when it wasn't very convenient for tefillah. <clears throat> so Marema and Morzutra would get ten people together and pray, and then go to the then go to the class, which sounds like a good idea, right? Even though it was before the time of Keriat Shema. Now, Rav Ashi, when he would give the class, Matzi <speaking in Hebrew> He would pray, pray by himself privately. When he would come to his house, he would pray again standing, which means he while he was giving the class during the time of Kriyat Shema during Netzahama, let's say. So he would sit and pray quietly while he's uh, giving the class, uh, so and no one would realize that he was praying. And then when he got home. He would pray again, standing. <coughs> <coughs> so the rabbis told Reb <coughs> Ashi, <coughs> "Why don't you follow Moraimer and Morzutra? Because Moraimer and Morzutra were both also rabbis giving classes, and they pray Milta. <coughs> it's too hard for me to to, to wait to teach my class till after I pray. Why don't you follow Avuah Shmuel's father and Levi, who prayed early? What's wrong with praying before before nets? You could pray at uh, Alotashahad, or according to Rashi, they're asking him, why don't you pray before? No, why don't you pray before Alotashahad? Like this, we, again, there was a machlok at what Avuah Shmuel and Levi had done. Rashi had said that they were doing praying before Amur Shahad. and Tosel didn't like that. Tosel said they were praying before Nitzchamah, but not before Amur Shahad. But either way, they're asking now, follow him and pray a little early, either a little, either before, right, whatever. And he answers, I never saw the rabbis who are older than us to do that. Now, pray that early. yes. Now the machlok between Rashi and Tosel becomes a very, very clear over here. Because according to Rashi, Rashi fits very, very good with this. Rashi's Rashi's saying, I never saw anyone pray before Alot Hashachar. So that's a very, very smooth thing. In the previous Kimara, Tosafot made a lot more sense because Toswan had said that we're talking about that the, that these rabbis, well, they, they said they're not going to pray before Alot Hashachar. They're probably praying before Netz. But when they come to this Gemara, Tosafot going to be in trouble. Yeah. Well, you mean you never saw any Rabbi pray before, before, uh, before Netzach never saw uh, says you never, never prayed before Netz. It's crazy, and the, the Rabbi would rather, according to this, we have a proof that it's better to pray sitting, and pray Amiyah afterwards than to pray before Netzach Hamad. It's very, very rough. According to Rashi. We were talking about praying before these two rabbis doing something really wild that no one ever done. No, no one we know ever did. And uh, that's why the rabbi was saying, I never saw a rabbi do that. I never saw a rabbi do it because you can't pray before Allah Tashahar. I mean, even if you're giving a class, you can't pray before Allah Tashahar. You're in nighttime. So the Rashi and Tosu makes a difference in the two sides. new Mishnah, Rabbi Last Mishnah in the fourth Perek. We are on the bottom of Daflamid Amud Alf. Ribi Al Azar bin Azariah Omer. And tivilat the musafin ela bechever ir. Tivilat the musaf is only said bechever ir in a group with a group of people in the city. Hahamim, I mean, but the rabbis say bechever ir with a group of people. Veshiloh bechever ir not with a group of people. Rabbi Yehuda Umer Mishmo. Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Azar ben Azaria. He is making a little difference. He's saying that Rabbi al zabr al is not saying what we thought he said before. He's less strict. He is less, well, strict or not strict is hard. But he's telling you that when, he's only saying that whenever you're in a city that has a minyan, that is going to pray Musaf, that's going to pray Musaf, that's when you're you're patur if you're a yachid. But if you're, it's, the Gamora is going to say in a second that if you're in a city that doesn't have a minyan then you's according to this opinion you're still khayav in musaf. Oh like this we say we really we say no matter what yeah. Oh well, let's see let's see what the Gamora let's see how let's see how what we do developed says De Gamora. Ribuda haynu takama. The Gamora the Gemara says right away Ribuda is the same as takama. Both of them are quoting Ribuda says as needing a cover ear. So why do they seem to be arguing? Says, oh, no. The difference between them is if you have a, an individual in a place where there's no minyan. Tanakama sabar, Tanakama holds patur. He's patur. Because uh he's not he doesn't have a khiverir. You're in you're in a you you're, you're staying Shabbat in uh Alaska someplace in a tent. No musaf. According to the Kama, was asked about Chayav. According to BeYuda, Rabbi Zabran will make make the guy pray because since there is no Cheverir, therefore you have to pray Musaf like everybody else. Amar Abuna Barab Yichinim Ya, Amar Yichiyah Barabba Barav. Halacha, according to BeYuda, Shimon Meshumiru Zabran Zayya. Halacha follows BeYuda that a person in Alaska in his own tent needs to pray Musaf, but the same guy who lives in New York City where there are other Minyanim, and you're praying alone in the hospital, because you're with your wife having a baby, you do not pray Musaf. That's the opinion of Chia Barav. Chia Barabin says, Well, you said, Rebchia Shmuel says, I, in my life, I never prayed Musaf Biachid Bin I never prayed it alone in Nahardai except for the day Deata we flip turn the page Deflamad Amurbet. Except for the day when the armies of the king came Lamata to the town, Vatridu Rabbanan and the rabbis were busy with the armies, and they didn't pray, and I prayed alone. Because I was a yachid, when not, without a, a group in the town, and that day there was no group in that town, so that's why I prayed alone, but otherwise I never prayed Musaf in Hardai, so it sounds like only in Hardai I don't pray Musaf, but if I was somewhere else, Shmuel would pray Musaf, Alone. <coughs> so it sounds like the rabbi's right that the halacha follows Rabbi Uda in the name of Rabbi Azar ben Azariah. Says the Gemara. Yativ Rav Kra, Yativ Rav Kra Kamed Rav Yannai. was sitting in front of Rav Now they called him the Kra because he was good at Pisukin. Okay. All the rabbis but I guess he's more of an expert than the most, right? Uh, look, come on, he said, like we said, he told him, Get out and read your pesukim somewhere else. Meaning, I don't like what you just said, don't tell me like that. why it's not true. Right? So Rav Yana is unhappy with this statement that we were saying till now. Shmuel seems to say it. Other rabbis are saying it. But Rav Yana, when he heard Rav Hanina say such a thing, he said, get out with your Pesukim and Kish. Why? Because it's not true. How do you know? I'm Rav I saw Rav Yonai. Rav Yonan is quoting a statement and he's saying, Now, I saw Herviyanai pray twice in a row. He was biachid, and he prayed back-to-back prayers. Now, we have no idea when this was. Okay? But the Gemara is presuming that if you prayed back-to-back, it probably was on Shabbat, and you prayed shachrit, and then you prayed musaf. Ah, if you prayed shachrit and musaf, sounds like... It's both in the same place, and uh, we're assuming that he was in a city that he's, he was in a city that had people, and therefore he's holding like the rabbanan you that you could pray no matter what musaf says the gemara perhaps in the beginning he didn't have Kavana and therefore he prayed a second time he remembers a regular day of the week and he's praying Amida and he prayed a second time because he didn't have Kavana or this can't be do you understand who you're talking about? you're talking about Rav Yana here you think Rav Yanai didn't have Kavanah and Tefillah? You're you, you off the charts. If you understood what kind of great rabbi Rav Yanai was, you, can't, you, you wouldn't possibly say that Rav Yanai prayed a second time because he didn't have Tefillah, Kavanah. Not having Kavanah and Rav Yanai can't be said in the same sentence. So must be it was but, previous prayer, Must be it was Musaf, and therefore it is a proof. Rav Yanai, you have to understand what you're talking about. actually, the Gemara over here is saying, they they want to say here, Rashi says opposite, sorry, Rashi says, you understand who we're talking about? We're talking about Rabbi Yochanan. Meaning, we're talking about Rabbi Yochanan, and if Rabbi Yochanan is quoting it, he has to be telling you a chidush. he's telling you a chidush, he's telling you that it's prayed to Musafs. Same idea, but a different way. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan. wouldn't be quoting it just to tell you uh, the I rabbi prayed don't pray twice? He prayed two Musaf, but that he prayed Musaf Yachid. No, he, say, he must be telling you that he prayed, prayed two. <inaudible> exactly, <inaudible> two Amidahs, which means and one of them was Musaf. Otherwise, you couldn't do it. Says the Gemara, Rav Ami, Rav Asi, Afagav deHavid l'Hu Tleisar Even though there were thirteen shuls in Teveria, Lo Avematz laEle Bene Amudi Hechedek Agarzi. They would only pray between the pillars where they've learned Torah. They wouldn't go to the Minyan, and they would pray in the Beit Midrash where they learned. And therefore you see, that even though there's a shul in the place, there's still a lot of praying Musaf. I'm sure they didn't miss Musaf, right? So there must be that Musaf can be prayed like the Rabbanan, you could pray Musaf even, no matter what. You can always pray Musaf. However, itma we learned, Rabbi Yitzchak bar abdimi, mishum rabbenu omer, he said, follows that if you're in a town, you can't pray." Okay, let's see what's going on. One time, pray twice. Why did you pray twice? If it's because you didn't concentrate the first time, person should always see if you're able to concentrate before you pray, and if you can't concentrate, don't pray. So how could it be that you pray twice? Ella, maybe you didn't mention yalevi and that's why you started. And that's why you pray again if you forgot to pray, you don't have to go back. If you can't say you don't go back. Because you could say in musaf. If you say you don't make him go back. So why did you say twice? Why did you pray twice? Says the Gemara. Didn't we explain it? When did you say? When did we say that you don't have to pray again? That's if you're praying in public, meaning if you're praying with a group. Then you can hear from the shliach tibur, and that with the fact. Together with the fact that you're gonna say Ya in the next tefillah, that will get you out of Ya again. But I was praying Biahid, and therefore I have to repeat my Amidah. Okay? This that you don't that you wouldn't need to say uh, uh Amidah again is only because we're assuming that you're with a minyan that you're gonna say it again the next Correct. Time. And since I was praying Bihid, you're okay. Says so, Ignah. If so you have you to it wasn't Musaf. Not, we're not bringing a proof to Musaf anymore. It's a new thing. Okay. It says in a Kama How long do you have to wait in between tefillot? Meaning if you're praying a double Amidah, how much let's say either Musaf or you're praying a double Amidah because you have to you forgot your level. How much time do you wait? Rav Huna Chasta. They both answer, Chad Amar, Kidesh da'ato alav. In order that you straighten your mind on you. tichonen means you get yourself in a situation where you're begging from Hashem for something. Okay? ticholel da'ato Till you get into a... a one is... Supplic- here it says supplicatory. And ticholel is entreating. They're explaining here. Two different languages of... One is a prayer language and one is... Uh, one is a... Uh, a restarting language. So now it's not clear that there's a difference between the two of them. It's a machloket. If these two rabbis are are, we are not sure if these rabbis are arguing. Some hold that it's a, a, a longer. Some hold that it's not. Let's see in a second. Ma'ada amakadeshit chonen Dato alav dechtiv vetchanan el Hashem vetchanan is lachron of Hanana. So you have to be chonen yourself. Umada amakadeshit dato alav and Moshe asked okay now like I told you there's a machlook at exactly how far it is for those two things oh over here he tells you that they're both the same I saw somebody yesterday saying that uh, it could be the second one is a little longer according to one opinion the, uh, frame of mind yes okay says the Gemara Amrav Anan Amrav Ta'av Loz Kishad Os Chodesh Al Beit. If you forgot to mention Os Chodesh Al Beit and Rachsinuto you don't go back. Lefishe and Betin Mikadshin Ta Chodesh Elavayom. Because Betin in the olden days would not make Kadesh sanctify the month, only during the day. And therefore, if you forgot Yalavavah since it's not today, you don't have to go back. Aman Ameber Mista'ar Miltes Rab Be Maleh. Now, in order to understand I made my statement, you have to understand that there's two types of months. Uh, there's a full month and a regular month. Uh, in a regular month, a full month is a month that has 30 days. If you have 30 days in the month, then there's only one day of Rosh Chodesh. Okay? I'm sorry, there's two days of Rosh Chodesh. 30, day 30 is Rosh Chodesh, and day one is Rosh Chodesh. If it's a chaser month, okay, then there's 29 days in a month and there's only then there's only one day of Rosh Chodesh. Okay? Did I say that clear? Hold on. If it's 30 then there's two because 30 and one and if there's yeah and if there's 29 then there's just day one and next day is day two day two day two of a month is never Rosh Chodesh. There are two days that can ever be Rosh Chodesh. Day 30 day 30 and day one are always Rosh Chodesh in Torah calendar. Day two is never Rosh Chodesh. So if you have 29 days in a month but then there's only one day with Chodesh. If you have thirty days in a month, then there's thirty and one. There's two days with Chodesh. Okay? So says Gemara. This statement that you don't repeat it by Arbit is true in the thirty day month, meaning in the first Arbit of a, of a, of a two of a two so words we'll right? Where you're going to have another one. We're going to make him back, but since you, because that means you never said, you never said, if you're going to say one the next day, because there's two days of Chodesh, cool. But if it's going to be, if it's going to be a Chodesh Chased, you make him go back. ashi la Let's see. Rav Tama Kamar. Rav said a reason why he said not to go back. Because B'etin is not M'Kadosh the at night. Right? And if Rav is saying that B'etin is not M'Kadosh the at night. So that's the reason. It's not because I'm going to say it the next day. It's because B'etin is not M'Kadosh the Chodesh at night. E'er L'oshna. Rather it makes no difference. Either way and either way you do not go back. For Yalev Yavor. Because he has his own reason, he doesn't, doesn't need you to say it the next day. Okay, let's get started. You, uh, you're going to finish this up? Huh? Yeah. This yeah. <coughs> you cannot get up to pray unless you have COVID Rosh, you have your head. Uh, Focused. Okay? The great rabbis would sit an hour and pray. Before they would pray, they would sit for an hour, not to do any learning, just to focus on the fact that they're walking in front of the king in order that they should focus well. Another, Another law. Even if the king asks, Hey, Mike, how you doing? Do not respond to him. And even if a snake is wrapped around your heel, do not stop. Okay? How do we know? that you should only stand in front of Hashem with this uh, with this feeling of Kovid Rosh says the Gemara you know how we know we know from the Basuk by Tefillat Chana it says that when Chana prayed and we know how effective her prayer was she got Shemuel and avi from it it says Vihi Marat Nefesh she was bitter of a soul so she didn't go praying, chilling, when she was relaxed, she chilled and went to pray. She was marat nafash. She had a bitter soul. And she was crying. And therefore, you have to walk into Tevilah with Hashem, not with a smiling, laughing feeling, but you have to walk in in a slow, This the way. What? She got in the right head. Yes. Maybe Chana is different. Because she had something to be bitter about. She had no kids. Who said that a guy is busy with 12, 15 kids and plenty of money has to be in Marat just because Chana does not approve to me. Ella Amar B'Yosib Barachinina Rather, B'Yosib Barachinina says, Me'acha, from this Pasuk. It says, In the Ani and I, B'Rov with within your great mercy, Avob B'Techa, I will come into your home. Meaning Hashem's home. I will bow towards your holy Hechal, with fear. So therefore, you have to come with fear. Says so the Gemara, Maimai, who says Dilma David David nafshe David is different because he's pushing himself a lot for for mercy, right? <laughs> 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 means with the shaking of kodesh, and therefore, therefore you have to have shaking for Hashem. So it's going to be my who says <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll tell you, hadrat <laughs> <laughs> mamash. Maybe it means hadrat <laughs> kodesh. He would get himself ready. Because the Hadar means with beauty. So we may, maybe the word, who told you to switch the word Hadrat Kodesh? To Hadrat Kodesh. And say that it means shaking. Let's say Hadar means beauty. And it means that you have to fix your tie before you pray. Why do you have to switch it and say it means shaking? Leave it the way it is. And let it mean fix your tie. Ella Ammarab Nahman Barib Shaq, Rather Rahman Basak says, Me'aha, if do wet adunai birah, vigilu birada. Right? My vigil bir What does it mean, vigilu, and be happy with shaking? Amrav adabar matna amaraba. Makom gilah in a place of happiness, meaning in a place where you get happy because you're close to Hashem, Sham Tiyeda Ada. That's where you should be shaking. Abayah Kamed was sitting in front of Rabbah with a hey. Khazi He saw that he was laughing too much. So what did he do? He told him. It says, it says, and, and be happy with, with shaking, meaning be close to Hashem with shaking. Amaleh told him back, Ana. Tifilin Mancha. He says, I am wearing Tifilin. So since I'm wearing Tifilin, I have a dut that Hashem is on top of me, and therefore I'm allowed to laugh because I'm, I'm still keeping my Tifilin on my head. I have my head in the right place. Okay, we're going to stop over here, three lines before the bottom of the page. Okay. Let's just, quick review. Hold on. Okay. Here's the review. Today we started off with Tifilat HaDerech. We mentioned a few different things about Tifilat HaDerech. We mentioned, first of all, uh, when you're supposed to start praying it, we mentioned how far either Shat and rashi, either how far you're allowed to pray it in into your journey, or how far does the journey have to be? And we said that in order to say tefillat the and we said a parsa. Um, then we said a story about the rabbis who were going on the road, and we said that one of them stood and prayed, and the other one said, even though I'm allowed to, I hold that you're allowed to. Pray while you're walking. I'm going to stop and pray because I don't. Want, I want to be good like you. Then we mentioned the difference between Havinenu and the short prayer that Havinenu is something that needs the three before and the three in the end, and uh, and the other one doesn't. And Tvilaketzah does not need the three before and the three in the end. And Havinenu does not require a repray, whereas Tvilaketzah requires a repray when you get home. Then we said, what should you do when you're on the road and you get to praying? It was makhluk at whether you should get off and pray or not. And Rebbe says that you should always stay on the on the camel and pray because you will mess up your concentration by getting off. And that was halacha. And then we said, there was a... Uh, which way you're supposed to pray. And we had uh, a bunch of different opinions. He said, if, you, if you're out in the chutzlah, you pray towards Israel. If you're in Israel, you pray towards Yerushalayim. If you're in Yerushalayim, pray to Beit The each one was a successive thing. Um, somebody once told me that you see from this kimara that if a person's outside Israel, he doesn't necessarily have to pray towards Yerushalayim. Because why does he repeat it so many times? He says, as long as you're praying towards Israel, you're good, you don't have to exactly have it towards Yerushalayim, because otherwise, what's the point of all these things? You could have just said one of them, just say, pray towards the Bethlehem, Dash, and why do you need all these b'shukim for? Because it could be, you could just pray towards Yerushalayim, I'm not sure if that's true. Um, then we said, uh, we had a pasuk, Talpiyot, Talpiot means that all the, it's a hill, and all the mouths are turned to, because everyone's facing and praying towards one place. Uh, then we had a Machloket, if a person should pray before Amud HaShahar, if you're giving a class, going through the wrong times, should you pray before Amud or before Netzach ama, or should you pray quietly, then pray afterwards in your house, different amora'im doing different things. Then we had a new Mishnah, where uh, we had a question, when, whether you could pray Musaf alone. One rabbi said, you can't pray Musaf alone, if you're in a city that has Musaf, other rabbis said you can't pray Musaf alone ever. And another rabbis said you could always pray Musaf alone. Three different opinions. Uh, we had a few questions back and forth. When rabbis did pray alone, it seemed like they were going like Rabbi like, like that you can't pray in a city. In the end, we ended off that you can pray alone no matter what. Okay? Finally, We had a person should always think before he prays, make sure he has the ability to have kavanah. Don't just pray. Sometimes you pray Menchah and be together, and by the time you get to be you can't focus again. If a person doesn't know how to pray, he shouldn't pray at that point. If you're not able to concentrate. Then we said that in Musaf... you can't back out, because you could say by mincha we said that if, if a person is praying, if you could hear it again with the Chazan, it could be you're okay. But if you can't, then you have to repeat it again. Then, we said you have to wait in between Tevilot, either Kadesh Jechonin da'ato or Techolel da'ato which might be the same thing. And we had a person, we had a proof, the Mishnah said that you have to, can't pray unless you have Kovid rush. you you have Kovid rush, and we had different um, scriptural proofs that would bring us where we know it from, either from Hannah or from David, or from all different people, why you know that you have to pray uh, with, uh, with trembling, and the final proof was the Gilu Berada, Gilu Berada, You should always do it with shaking. A person should always go into tefillah with the proper mindset. (laughs) Amen. Amen.